Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. Challenges are inherent in being alive. We all know that. And none of us grow up without having some experience of suffering. And the need to transmute our judgments about ourselves and about others is vital. How we are with all of this determines the quality of our daily life. Well, my guest today has made it her life's mission to help us wake up to what is possible. Join us. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and founder of the Baca Institute. Can't seem to get from vision to implementation. Without knowing your unique style, you could be doing the opposite of what you need to fast track your vision from idea to manifestation. Discover your creative advantage by taking the creative innovator quiz. Dr. Lynn Morell is a pioneer in connecting the dots between our spiritual nature and everyday life. As a survivor, of multiple traumas, Dr. Lin is dedicated to helping others transform their trauma into an inspired, positive life. She invites you to join the joy movement. Doesn't that sound amazing? Don't you just want to just leap into that and become a positive force for change? She is the author of several books, the most recent being Beyond Lovelyville. It's a parable for today's world to reach their deepest wisdom. Welcome, Dr. Lynn Morell. I am so pleased that we get to do this today. Thank you for joining me. I'm delighted to be here with you today, Lori. What fun. What fun. What fun. And to our listeners, what fun we're going to have. <laughs> hmm. Well, I got to finish Beyond Lonelyville just, um, just this week. And... Um, I'm curious what your goal was in writing it. It's so different than what anybody might expect. Um, what, was, what, was, what, what prompted you to write that? Uh, I, I would call it an intuitive kick in the rear end. <laughs> I understand those. <laughs> I, um, I was at the, the dining room table with my husband one day, and I said, I wonder what a puddle of leaves is. And he goes, well, that's an intriguing thing to say. Why don't you go write it down? Mm-hmm. That was 13, almost 14 years ago. Wow. And um, <clears throat> I wrote down things like files, doc, file docs, all sorts of words that were disjointed. And then I just said, okay, I don't know what this is about. So I'm going to sit here, set an intention to receive mm-hmm. some inner wisdom about it. Mm-hmm. And I just started typing. And as the book progressed, my husband passed away and I put it in the drawer for 10 years. Oh. And people that had read what I'd written kept saying, when are you going to publish that book? When are you going to publish that book? They nagged me until (laughs) finally I took it out of the the closet. I wrote a goal. I actually did something ridiculous, not really ridiculous, but um, cutting edge. I made something called a mind movie. And it's you take little snippets. My friend Natalie, you know, Mm -hmm. came up with that. And so I did a mind movie. It was about two minutes. And in it, I had you know, good food and on a cruise and a retreat someplace to write in nature, you know, completion, all this sort of stuff within a week. Actually, on my birthday, a client from 
30, 40 years ago, called me out of the blue and said, Lynn, I'm taking a cruise from Vancouver to Hawaii. Would you like to join me? And my first answer was, no, there's no, no way for me to get reception on the cruise ship <laughs> to handle my client load. Mm-hmm, right. And then I hung up and I said, whoa, duh, my movie, invitation, Hawaii. And I called her back and I said, would it, would it bother you if I finished my book on the cruise? Because no, she goes, Lynn, you could have a party at night. I'm so hard of hearing. And dance <laughs> on the bed. Well, that's sort of what it felt like. So yeah. with five meals a day in between, I would sit down, I'd do a five minute meditation. I'd invite by now the characters who wanted to speak. And they actually represent aspects of me in the trauma or the experience that they're having. I didn't know that at the time, Mm. you know, but writing the book allowed me to bring greater clarity to the different facets of my personality. And I expect everybody who's breathing has something to relate to in terms of suffering and what these harmless creatures go through in a non-preachy way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody learns by being told something, but the book is a journey of discovery. Yeah. Just like life. Mm -hmm. And you've, you've just painted this beautiful picture with, with the book of, to me of what's possible. Mm -hmm. And that's why I called it a parable of self-awareness and rising above challenge or trauma Mm -hmm. because who I am today is specifically because of the, the pounding, like making a sword, Mm -hmm. refining the temperament, refining the temperament. And as I contributed to this book, which I saw for adults and young people, all ages, but the, the child in us that have been wounded and to get on with life, we've had to bury it. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> if we don't address it, my experience as a trauma consultant is it'll show up in your body, in your thinking, mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. ability to have a successful, joyful life. Cause we're here to have joy and have it abundantly, yeah. you know, and there are loyal forces of the opposition, positive and negative polarity. Right. And when we contract, it's a whole lot easier to contract than to expand in the face of challenge. Yeah. Because we're expanding into something that's unknown. And anytime we step into the unknown, there's a, a kind of a, a parallel of fear or a, a companion of fear. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? There's that part of the brain, the amygdala that wants to have what's known. And when we, we do something different, we're challenged. We're, we're faced with what we might most fear. And oh. so I love, you know, to even expand beyond trauma, the idea of we forget who we really are. We forget who, who we may have when we came into the world, knew who we were. I mean, at some really fundamental level. And then we forget. We forget because daily life is outside of us. Exactly. And, and to me, Lori, life is a game at this point in my life. Mm. We're here to gain awareness, what to do, what not to do. Mm-hmm. Some setbacks, which hopefully we will use for us, do service. And finally, ultimately, in my frame of, of, of life is to know that we're not alone and that whatever breathes yeah. us mm-hmm. is moderating our journey. And as tough as my life has been, I've never been given anything that I couldn't go over, around, through, or up 
Mm-hmm. And then down into the valley to go up for a higher vision. Yeah. And that's what makes joy so exciting. Joy is a barometer of where we are in the compass and the map of our life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm struck by the fact, I mean, there's so, a few different things I want to ask you, but since you just mentioned that word joy, um, in today's world, I've read a lot about happiness and for me, happiness has always been that, um, that it's an emotion. It's not really a sustainable thing. And it's a, we're, it's like that universal yo-yo is what one of my teachers used to describe it as. If something good is happening, yes, we're happy. If something bad is happening, oh, we're not happy. But joy goes beyond happiness. So I'd love to hear you speak to how you see that. Well, I, I totally agree with you 100%. You know, happiness is, oh, I got the new car. Oh, bad, bad news. I got the ding. But <laughs> the the ability to manage the negativity that comes when living on the planet. You mentioned the amygdala, the whole hindbrain limbic system. They they have something that um, I've heard called saboteurs. Mm-hmm. Like we sabotage ourselves with our inner self-talk. Mm-hmm. And that comes out of the preservation and when we want to preserve ourselves, we contract, we become fearful. I'll never do that again. I'll never be in a relationship again. That hurt. That broke my heart. And so we systematically close ourselves down mm-hmm. and joy becomes something maybe when we were three. Uh-huh. And it is, it is a purposeful decision to feel joy in the midst of sorrow. You know, and if we look and we really allow ourselves to feel the sorrow, to feel the anger, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but don't indulge in it. If I have more than two minutes of upset, mm-hmm. even two seconds of upset, I go, whoa, the negativity's on me. Yes. And, and it's in our brain and it runs us. And by the time we're seven, we've become little automons. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. We hear no more than we hear yes. Mm-hmm. Hear, that was bad. You're bad. You know, I have, I have an incredible what I call it a baby trauma, but it was a huge trauma. Mm-hmm. I, I, I needed glasses when I went back to live with my parents very shortly afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised primarily by my grandmother, aunt and uncle till I was five. And within weeks of going back and starting kinder, kindergarten, I became completely nearsighted. I couldn't read the board. Mm-hmm. And in first grade, my teacher was frustrated. She asked me something simple, like, you know, what do you see on the board? What's the answer? I didn't know. So in her frustration and her own inner judge, she stuck me in a garbage can in the back of the room facing the coat rack. (sighs) And what that did for my sense of self was like, well, I must be really bad to be in a garbage can. Mm -hmm. And that got swept aside. She came back after lunch there I was in the garbage can being a good little bad girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like a total paradigm shift from what joy I had as a child into I'm bad. I need to overcompensate. What have I done wrong? I should be punished. So those little like it was a meaningless thing to the teacher. She just forgot. But inside of me, it was like a date stamp. Absolutely. And so my, I came to live out that in the early days of my life, I overcame in second. I was the last picked for everything. I was bullied. I could go on and on. So that little incident 
took up space in my head, mm-hmm. my brain. And so we're never going to do that again. We're never going to speak up. We're never going to do this, that, the other thing. All fiction. Well, yeah, but all, all to keep you safe. Right. And that's that's where we get caught. Mm-hmm. Joy is a state of, yes, something negative has happened. Yes, I'm hurting right now. Like my my second husband died in a plane crash. And I, I wondered where he was. I came home at night. Nobody was there. And I had, but I had at that point, so built up muscles internally, you know, like that when I walked in the house and I've, I'm very connected and attuned to the spirit because that's what kept me alive mm. as a young person. Mm-hmm. I needed to learn to be hyper vigilant, to pay attention to that little, don't go there. Or if dad was drunk, uh, I wouldn't go in the room or whatever the thing was. So I sat down and this was genuinely true. I said, God, where's David? Inside of me, I heard he's dead. I called the police. Mm -hmm. said, ma'am, we don't give that information on the phone. We'll send somebody over. Mm. And so when they came, um, I already knew. And and ironically, they got a call, a domestic violence call, and they needed to rip out of my place as soon as they had said it. But what I said when I sat down and got that inner information I collapsed in my chair. I said, God, I thank you and bless you even for this. Yeah. And it was so easy and I meant every word of it. And then, you know, that's when I called the police. That was like 36 or so years of having worked on choosing expansion instead of contraction. And I think that's the biggest challenge we have. We're not taught about the negativity. It's the biggest thing in plain sight. I'm too fat. I'm too old. You're Mm -hmm. too skinny. You need to do your book. You need to do this. Oh, you haven't taken a vacation. You need to take a vacation right now. And you're in the middle of preparing for final exams. Yeah. All the self-doubt. Yes. And it's all lies. It is. So, so we're believing the lies because we're taught somehow to believe the lies because it's sometimes it's right in front of us. Yeah. That's what's easier. That's what, is is there it's a default it's a default so why is that the default though well i would just say that every creation has a positive and a negative pole Mm -hmm. you know the part of our our wisdom right is probably the positive polarity the inner knowing that let me say you know where's david Right. Versus the, oh, my God, you contributed to it because he wanted you to stay home. You had to go to North Carolina. And he said, honey, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, and there was no tomorrow. So that negative thing, oh, that barked at me for years. If you'd only stayed home. Mm-hmm. No, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. But as you activate the wisdom part of yourself, which is a, a lot more challenging because it takes work to be able to identify where you lose your joy. Where have you lost the beauty of a sunrise or a sunset or, or um, the touch of a silk scarf or a beautiful sweater? We become um, tamed with blinders on and we live in fear and anger and judgment or hypervigilance or hyperawareness. All these things are, are obstacles, overcome mm-hmm. setbacks. There are setbacks, but they're not against us. My experience is that every time I greet an obstacle with curiosity, Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. teacher likes to say fascination. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Then I can expand 
and find a way out of the dilemma. You know, the, the brain keeps us in the dilemma mm-hmm. because if we were to wake up, it would have no job. <laughs> and I look at it as the great strengthener. You go to the gym, you get a coach. It's really hard to do reps. Mm-hmm. Your coach says, do it, do it, do it. And that's, that's the negative. That's the positive version of fear. But that's fear also the muscle you're talking about is building right. that muscle where you get to choose. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm still curious. I still don't have a sense. And it's not a question that I've, mm-hmm. I've directly looked at about why, why that negativity is the default. Why isn't the joy the default? And I'm not so sure it isn't, but I'm, I'm playing with that. Well, it depends on, for, for example, in my, in my, I'll call it a belief system, my knowing, I've always experienced the duality in life. And as a martial artist, they talk about the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. the negative and the positive. A light, a, 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 to turn on a switch, you need a positive and negative current. Right. Which doesn't mean bad or good. I just want to make that. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Right. Our experiences are not bad, although we would certainly label them bad. They're just experiences. Mm-hmm. So because of um, some of my experiences in life, I have a very close connection to what we call Christ or God, you know, who held me through some very traumatic times. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a lot of these sacred texts and for just ease and grace, I'll talk about the Bible because mm-hmm. it's the easiest thing to reference to. In the beginning was the word and the word was, you know, the vibration mm-hmm. words, the vibration and God gave the planet or the universe to his firstborn Lucifer an energy field mm-hmm. who then decided to kind of abdicate. So here's my, here's my fairy tale story. <laughs> so Christ, the second board son comes up to dad and says, you know, dad, do you ever notice nobody's coming home? We, we, we broke up into souls so that we could have uh, a greater experience of the wholeness of all things. Mm-hmm. And God says, you know, you're right, son. Lucifer, I'll just call him Lucy for short. Lucy <laughs> hasn't sent anybody back in a really long time. Let's get him up here. So, you know, the father calls his son up and says, you know, son, nobody's coming back. What's the score? It's my planet. It's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And they're mine. And God's, and, and, and God says, well, gee, how is anybody ever going to come back? He says, mm-hmm. that's up to me. You gave me this planet, this universe. I'll do it my way. Mm-hmm. So then... Christ says, you know, dad, I have a plan where both Lucifer and I could work together and I'll provide the grace plan. Mm-hmm. And we'll have this side is the Lucifer letter of the law. And this side is grace where you learn from your mistakes and you don't get beaten down forever because you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Or it is not mm-hmm. supposed to be perfect. Now, again, this is all a story, but energetically it's pretty accurate. Yeah, no, that feels very quite true to me. And I, and, and, having worked with people for decades and with myself, of course, we know that we know, I see that to be true. And we, we have that choice, that place of choice. Right. But it defies words Mm -hmm. because it's a, it's an energetic experience. Mm -hmm. And we all know how negativity is contagious. You walk in a party and somebody's the, "Mm, Mm -hmm. everybody's kind of down. If you're around somebody who's joyful, you're lifted up. So that's the plan. We have a choice which side we choose, the expansion or the contraction. One appears to be safe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and ultimately it is when you overcome it because then you can name it and catch it. 
Mm-hmm. So that's the game of life. To be aware. To so be that's aware. something that, that inherent in everything you're saying is that necessity for awareness, for self-awareness. Absolutely. And, and to be accurate, because when you become self-aware, which is part of this book mm-hmm. of your patterns and your contractions, once you're aware and awake, then you can build your accuracy of catching when you're in the negative and mm. it's so subtle. You wake That's up. A beautiful point. That's a beautiful know? point, Lynn, that, that we build our accuracy. I talk about it as discernment, but I love that way of, of building that because it's essential. Because if we don't have that, then we get confused and we, and we continue to feed that self-doubt. Well, maybe I'm not right. Maybe it's not true. And I, I remember the first time that I experienced physically, and it was during an initiation where I physically got to experience what I referenced from that moment forward as the truth. Yes. And anything else that wasn't, and by goodness, that, that didn't uh, end self-doubt in that moment. But I got to see that some of the stories that I told myself didn't match up with that inner experience of love, really. That's it. Self-love, of joy. And then it was like, well, then this must be that other thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that that makes it easier for us to walk through our challenges Mm -hmm. because there's always that thing that breathes us, regardless of what your religion or spiritual background. Mm -hmm. When we're born, we take a breath. Mm -hmm. When we're dying, we can want that breath as much as we ever wanted anything but we don't have it. Yeah. That just means this experience has ended. You close your eyes, you wake up and there you are someplace else. Mm-hmm. That's been my, my actual experience. Yeah. And so the, the sensation that you had of the expansion mm-hmm. is one that anybody can have and you don't have to die to get there. Right. You right. Know, you put loving in everything. My, my teacher said one time, you put your energy into loving. You love the good things and the up times as much as the bad times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when something is so dark that you can't conceive how to get through it or overcome it, you put loving there. And the loving opens the door mm. for, for the, the keys and the ways that we attract people to help us mm-hmm. you know, we get the job and we're desperate to put food on the table. You know, we get fired and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Well, your health was bad and you needed to build it. When you built it, then you could get a job. Right. That's all the if onlys, when I can, you know, those yeah. kind of ways of thinking, which are linear, you know, two dimensional, old, old, old ways of thinking. But it's how we've been taught. It's what our school systems teach us. Exactly. And, and yet what you're talking about is. And I know you've said this in other ways that there are blessings and gifts contained in anything, in everything, and is certainly in any adversity. If sure. only we have eyes and sensibilities to be able to see what that is. And and the nature of life is to dumb us down. If you look at the food, mm-hmm. the state of the the pollution, mm-hmm. the, you know, people. Some people don't believe in chemtrails. I see them with crossword patterns here. Mm-hmm. It's not to engender fear. It's to enter. It's to engender. Where's my opportunity here mm-hmm. to be part of the solution? Mm-hmm. What can I do, even if it's to lift it up and say, "I'd like the highest and best good to happen here," and then you take actions. You don't have to do 
this, mm-hmm. you know, it's to, meaning something huge. Yeah. yeah. Like if I were to, when I started martial arts, I mean, I, I couldn't chew gum and watch it, walk a straight <laughs> line. I was the one picked last for everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was with you. <laughs> and then, you know, again, being told I had to go to judo classes with my younger sister uh-huh. as a chaperone. Mm-hmm. And I really was a bookworm. Uh-huh. You know, I used to spend a lot of time on the roof with the ladder filled up to give you an idea, pulled up to let you know kind of how my life was. Mm-hmm. So I found out that I excelled. I was like a duck to water. I went from a size 16. I lost the weight. I, in my third month, my parents stopped um, the classes because my sister quit. I started ironing clothes, washing floors for my brother, doing odds and ends to get the whopping $35 a month. Mm-hmm. This was in 1965. Yeah, no, it, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And I did it. And by the third or fourth month, um, my teacher said, you know, would you teach some of the beginners? Now, I'm a woman mm-hmm. in an all-male class except for one other woman. Wow. But I was like a duck to water call it other lifetimes, call it mm-hmm. memory, doesn't matter. But that was the thing that gave me my spark. Yeah. And that was the thing that was my, my, um, touch my baseline. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad it was at home, I had class Tuesday and Thursday. Ah. And then as I got the ability to, and I begged, borrowed and stole rides, so to speak. <laughs> and when I got my driver's license, then I worked out Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Tuesday and Thursday. I made it such a, uh, uh, it was a tool for me to understand my worth. Ah, yes. I had a visceral physical experience of going from clunky to, wow, look what I can do. You know, and then from there I went on to karate and Tai Chi and Qigong. And that was my, my North Star because it always connected me through my body. Yes. Into a sensitivity. This allowed me to become very aware of energy mm-hmm. and it's all around us. I mean, we say, oh, multidimensional. Well, there is such a thing as multidimensional and you can do it very simply. Take gas and, you know, it, you can turn it to liquid. You can turn a liquid to something frozen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like and then fluid. That's a multidimensional awareness of mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. you know, and inside our life as we get curious about, well, why do I always Break up with a guy just when it gets serious, for example. Mm-hmm. Or how come I'm just about to get a promotion and I get laid off? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's a reason to that is buried in our subconscious and unconscious and in the part of our brain that wants to keep us safe. Yeah. Yeah. And when you can see it and then you, you can really like grok it, mm-hmm. you can permanently release it. Yes. And I have certain ways. Thinking about it doesn't release it. Positive yeah, thinking exactly. doesn't release it. Oh, that's what Taking the latest about. course doesn't release it. Mm-hmm. Starving yourself doesn't release it. Loving yourself is the antidote to yes. anything going on. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? Love myself. Exactly. exactly. It is a concept until you put it into something yeah. that's real. So speak to that, please, Lynn. Well, you know, in the fifties and sixties, if you said, I love you, that meant, you know, you were going to go sleep. Well, probably the hippie age meant you were going to sleep with someone. Mm -hmm. If you love chocolate, sometimes you OD on it. Mm -hmm. So loving is tied to the outside world and temporary satiation or satisfaction. 
my my grokking of loving is that can I speak kind words? This is how to know you're loving. Loving is like being a fish in water. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You'll know when you're not feeling loving because you're judging. Mm-hmm. You know, but loving is a choice. It's it's who we are. Loving is what birthed us. Loving is what breathes us. And so if we can bit by bit, one little loving action at a time, begin to address the parts inside that hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I, when I was getting my master's, one of our teachers used to say, healing is the application of loving to the part that hurts. Mm-hmm. And it's so profound because I literally had to piecemeal <clears throat> reclaim parts of myself Mm-hmm. And I would give them names. I wasn't a, I wasn't a multiple personality, but I would give those aspects names. Mm-hmm. Frazzled Freddie, Harried mm-hmm. Harriet, you know, busy Bonnie. I was always doing something because yeah. if I sat still, the traumas would try to bubble up and you can only suppress things. If you took a beach ball and you tried to completely push it underwater, it's going to come mm-hmm. back up. Right. And that's, that's the nature of, the things that we want to keep buried. Yeah. We try to bury them, but they'll pop up. If you got really curious and took it out of the water and said, mm-hmm. wow, what wow, is this? <laughs> what, what is this? You know, and then instead of going, oh my God, this is the time that I failed geometry, for example, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and you go, wow, what's that about? And you really ask. Mm-hmm. You ask, you put a hand on your heart or a hand on your belly, and you just drop into the best place you can to be in loving, you know? And And that's, that's so beautiful Lynn, because as a psychotherapist, I was trained to, you know, dig into and to excavate. And, you know, after years of doing that with people and certainly with myself, I saw that that's not what was needed because that just keeps our focus on really on the negative on the pain, but the ability to ask that question, to be curious, like, well, what is this? Brings in what's, mm, I, I guess I'd like to say what's needed, you know, what you're needing to know now about that. Exactly. There's a certain order of priority in healing. Uh, an MD by the name of Dr. Black describe the healing crisis. You know, when you're going into your upset or your trauma or your wounds, it's like going downstairs into the basement. Mm -hmm. And this is with health as well. Mm -hmm. And mental health, physical health, emotional health. And when you decide or declare that I want more loving in my life, all the forces of the loyal opposition will come against you. Yes. You're defying where they got you in the basement and you're deciding to take the journey to a higher awareness mm-hmm. and into the light of day. So the, one of the first things I do when I work with people is I'll, I'll say, do I have permission to check your willingness? Mm. Are we willing to release this or are we wedded to our wound? You know, I was wedded to my wound for a very long time because that's what defined me. I was wedded to being a national karate champion because it gave me an external, wow, look at me. Mm-hmm. But it never did anything. Exactly. Exactly. It didn't bring you joy, even if it brought No, no joy. <laughs> Always, I need to work and train harder. Yes. And of course, that negative voice would lead me to have injuries because I never knew when to quit. Ah. I was trying to prove I was enough. We're yeah. all enough. We're here. That's our ticket. That's how we know we're enough. We're God's great idea. (laughs) Exactly. And he gave us free reign to 
you know, play in the manure pile or, or become a rocket scientist. Mm-hmm. And each of us, my, my understanding of it is that we are sold the part that breathes us. We'll call it that comes in with a certain curriculum. Mm-hmm. Like mine, one of my curriculum is learning to overcome loss mm-hmm. and to live through traumas that when I took the stress test, I, I was well over, you know, if there were over 900, I was at 900 right. in a 13 month period. I call that my ground zero. And that was before the trade center, but my whole life imploded. Mm-hmm. And so where was I, who was I, and what was, what choice was I going to make? And, and I made the choice to go for bringing upliftment out of the ashes. Yeah. And so other people didn't have to go through. What I went through. Yeah, you were the actual phoenix. I was. Oh, I was. And the funniest thing is when I was in mainland China on a roadside stand in a, in a dirt road, oh, there was an artist doing calligraphy. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, she looked down, she looked at me, she, and, she, and, she, and she held it up to me. And what it was, was it was um, two birds together. Mm-hmm. Then there was um, a, a, um, a dragon. Then there was a phoenix rising from the ashes, the bird. Mm-hmm. And then there was um, a single hummingbird. Wow. And it was so indicative of my life as it was going to unfold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 it's just like, and it burned up when my house burned down. But the image of the path, this right. one saw me in 1984 and saw my future. And the hummingbird is a joy bringer yeah. in the Native American tradition. And when I was adopted by the, I've been adopted by five Native American tribes and a whole bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. But when, when I was adopted, they named me um, Yayue, which means she who speaks the truth in, in the Seneca language. Mm-hmm. And my totem was the hummingbird. Mm-hmm. That was the totem I was given because I would bring joy to people through the wisdom. Oh. Yes, and, that's um, beautiful. How beautiful. It, it's just, and hummingbirds are all over the place in my life. When I married James, um, my third husband, we had hummingbirds all over. Yeah. It was exquisite. Mm-hmm. And when we were on our first um, talk, I took him to the Self-Realization Fellowship and I took him to the chaplain, into the chapel, because, you know, he was a minister and I thought he would like the chapel. <laughs> he was there for two seconds and he's outside and he goes, I said, are you okay? Because why would I spend my life in here in the dark? This is my chapel. Yes, yes. And I was trying to please him. See, there's my people please herself. But when we sat down, hummingbirds flew right in front of us as he was repeating a hummingbird haiku. Ah. And, and that's how we met. And so it's, it's that finding joy in the little things. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I have hands that I can button my buttons yeah and we take that for granted but if we focus on the positive Mm -hmm. like i'm going to invite everybody right now to just rub their hands together Mm -hmm. and see what they notice you know if you feel the friction Mm -hmm. and then if you close your eyes and you just you know bring your hands up and down and, and on the tops of your hands or you touch your face what do you notice Mm. and that brings you into the joy of wow i'm here Yes, I'm alive. Yes, and flowers. I have flowers everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I, I sun gaze at night. All the things that bring me joy in the midst of incredible um, 
lifestyle where I, because I work with trauma, Mm-hmm. that's the life expectancy for a trauma consultant is 10 years or less. And I've been doing this since 84 mm-hmm. and, and coaching since 65 after mm-hmm. my teacher gave me, I could be teaching the beginners in exchange for tuition. Right. <laughs> you know, that was, that was a bargain I got. And so it's this journey, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's not always easy. And there's, there's obstacles, there's potholes in the road, there's mm-hmm. health challenges, but if you were to do like just what I did this with your boo-boo, mm-hmm. even if it's an emotional boo-boo, just hold it. And it's there to teach you. Yeah. And it's like when I had, when I was diagnosed with Lyme and Epstein-Barr and neuropathy and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. I guess 15 years ago, um, I just got really curious and I started looking at what was the opportunity in Lyme. Well, I was, mm-hmm. I was totally self. I mean, I ran away at 17. I've been supporting myself ever since, but it was an opportunity where I had to have somebody take care of me. Yes. You know, oh my goodness. We will have to talk offline about some of that because yeah. we, we, I've had a lot of those same kind of patterns and same yep. kind of learning. Exactly. And so now I don't have them so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've walked through the constrictions into the light of day. I still revisit it. Let me tell you, you're human. You'll always sure, revisit sure. it. Sure, but we can catch it. And, and, and the, the mm, not issue exactly, but the, uh, the teaching or the, the process is how fast can we catch it? I had exactly. a teacher that used to say uh, when she was learning about judgment, about especially self-judgment or other judgment, she would the line that she would use was, was here come the judge. And it was humor of whenever she would catch herself. And she, when I met her and that was in 1987, she was the essence of love. And I I knew her until her, her passing intimately. I mean, I, you know, I lived, I spent time with her. I traveled with her. I uh, took care of her business and I only got to see her as love. So that willingness to, for example, confront something like that, that our own judgment, because we all carry it. We all know it. We all have that sense where we can separate in a moment. Mm -hmm. And and I think the mastery comes when we can love the parts we don't like. Mm -hmm. And we can put all of our attention and energy into loving the, the, the waitress that disses you, that's Mm -hmm. mean, she needs extra grace, EGN, extra grace needed, a little extra love. And you don't have to say it. You just be it. You're just there holding that space. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to receive from that because if I get into immediate reactivity, let me say, you know, to a situation like that, everything goes downhill, but but I get to choose in that moment how I'm going to respond and then therefore how I'm going to feel. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah. I'm reminded of a story that my girlfriend told me maybe a couple months ago. She was in a bad mood. Some guy um, didn't do something fast enough Mm -hmm. and she beeped on her horn and he got out of his car Ooh! and she said, were you beeping at me? And she goes, yes, I was. I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh man, I'm having a bad day too. Oh. You know, something like a sun dive, something really horrid. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so, I'm so sorry. 
um, I was wrong. I apologize. And he goes, ma'am, you just cheered me up. Mm, right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Because well, she, we can change she owned it. it. Yes. She owned it and she got into her apology. Most of us get caught in our resentments because we want it to go the way we want it to go. And we should be so lucky and we can direct it through our choice to always look for the opportunity where you can't find one. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, um, everything you're speaking to really paints the way towards a different way to live. So I, I wanted to ask you one more question, which was about um, how do you recommend that people develop a commitment to following their inner wisdom? I mean, I teach people about how to do that, but I love what that you speak about mm-hmm. that as really a, a needed commitment. It is. And what I would say is when you, when you have a commitment, mm-hmm. no matter how large or small, if you don't take a baby action, your unconscious or what I call your child self, basic self, subconscious, unconscious self says, oh, they really don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So to take a commitment is a full body experience. Mm-hmm. What that means is if you decide to lose weight and you grit your way through it, by mm-hmm. God, you lose that 20 pounds. As soon as you go off the diet, if you can imagine lines, you've got the mm-hmm. physical, then you've got the, the, the emotional, mentals, and then down underneath the spiritual if, if you turn the lever to 20 pounds off, but you don't bring the mental and emotional into play, like deal with the traumas that caused you to eat in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, that's yo-yo dieting. Yeah. And so being kind with your commitments, like, you know, when I started to learn how to, to um, walk again, because I had some challenges with my knees, mm-hmm. I couldn't just jump up and start kicking. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to sit in the chair and squeeze my thigh muscles. It had no feeling, you know, from being in a, a, a cast from the, the growing down to my ankle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The three or four weeks in that cast and after the surgery, it's like I, my muscles had just atrophied. Sure. So what I did was I saw myself walking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whatever your goal is, be an easy grader on yourself. Yeah. Like if you want to lose weight, the first thing you might do is say, huh, I'm winning the game of losing weight. I'm a high, a high believer in journals. I show you, I go everywhere with journals. <laughs> 40 years. My car has journals. It's not so much that I even reread them. Uh-huh. But kinesthetically, from a brain perspective, if you write something down, your brain goes, oh, pay attention here. Hello, we can't sleep. And if you write that same goal every day yeah. and then you take one baby action every day and then what you do is you get your other book. I call it the blessing book, opportunity book, whatever you want to call it. I, I look for blessings because to me, blessings are rich. Yeah. So, like honey. And it's active. It's very active. And so I'll write down, wow, I got ready to go to the gym today. I got my sneakers out of the closet. When mm-hmm. Next day. I'm getting to the gym today. Wow. I got in my car and drove to the gym and turned around and came home. Win. Next day, I entered the gym. I got scared and left. So it's it's a consistent way, but you can't just force it. You can't think it. You can't focus anything. You can positively take actions to disarm 
this little guy that's not our friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I make my goals big and bodacious. Like when I wrote Lovelyville, and I still hold that goal. Can I share it? Yeah, I can. And my goal is to have it be turned into an automated film. Ah. Because it's a it's a film for all ages. Mm-hmm. The characters learn how to problem solve and permanently change their lives mm-hmm. as a process of not only their journey, but it takes a community for us to heal. Yeah. You know, and I was a loner and I could only grow my business as, as far as my inner saboteur would let me grow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when we when we see who and what it is, mm-hmm. because we all have an inner judge. I don't know about you, but if I drop something, my first comment is to be a four letter word. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. And then I, why did you do that? You weren't paying attention, you idiot. Mm. That's the saboteur. Yeah. Now I drop and I go, whoops. And I clean it up. Mm -hmm. And if there's something to be learned, then I learn it. And then that goes in my blessing book. Yeah. When you have a bad day, you read all the things you've done. (laughs) You know, raising a child, you can't like rush them. Mm -hmm. So why would we rush ourselves? Because inside of us is this child self, this wise, it's like, it's part of our birth, right? In, in the system that I use, Mm -hmm. Freud would call it the id ego, super ego. I call it the high self, your conscious or ego self Mm -hmm. and your basic self or more unconscious subconscious self where the inner child lives. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you can connect the dots, then you're going to notice your progress. And when you track your progress, we're not perfect. If you miss the gym, whoops, miss the gym. What did I learn? I really needed to rest. Yeah. I love the power of the word whoops, because it's not judgmental. And I, I use that a lot. And I teach that, you know, because it's, it's, it gives us space and it's a light kind of, oh, I didn't do that or I dropped that or I didn't do that in the way I thought I should. Oops. I get to learn in that moment. Yeah. And oops is it, it just saying oops makes me smile. Exactly. Exactly. I do things like joy, 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 joy. <laughs> I have a process I use with my clients to help their neuro pathways, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, um, gap up quicker. Mm, you know? like and, and I have them do, do a really ridiculous exercise that brings out the child. I tell them to sing off key, make it as ridiculous as they can until they laugh. Yeah. And then we do joy and then we do change. Mm -hmm. So that we're programming the part of our brain that helps us and strengthen that. And when we strengthen and focus on that, then Mm -hmm. we diminish because you can't have two things in the same place. You can't be happy and miserable (laughs) at once. Law of physics. Yeah. What a great way to, to, um, great well what I'd say a great way to bring that to a close of you know we we have that choice I want to make sure though that um you let people know where to reach you where to find you and certainly where to find um beyond a lovelyville oh thank you for that well first off the easiest place is on amazon and it's beyond lovelyville if your people are international um, it would help me if they went to um, mybook.to, the letter T-O, and then the slash beyond Lovelyville. And that way it'll track me internationally. So uh-huh. far, I've had sales in Hungary and Italy, France, England, Canada. Um, and and my, my prayer is that this book provide inspiration for how to love. 
in the midst of incredible challenges. It's a simple read. I've had 10 years old read it. Um, and I've had 75 years old people read it. Mm-hmm. And it, there's something for everyone. And I had a woman with a brain injury read it five times because she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then she texted me and she goes, Lynn, I read five different books in that book because I got something uh, different. Yes, of course. So my prayers Those beautiful books are like that. <laughs> my prayer is it becomes a classic. Yeah. And if you want to find me, it's drlynnmorell.com, okay. D-R-L-I-N Morell. Um, and if anybody wants a free course, I have a free 10-minute-a-day course. Um, if you email va.drlynnmorell.com, I say, please send me um, the course. Mm-hmm. Then my virtual assistant will send it out to them. Great. And is it's that noted simple. on your website? Um, it's not. The Thinkific is not on my website. Or they could e- email me at lynn at lynnmorell.com and say, want the Thinkific. It's very sweet. It's a, a minute of video, a one page, and possibly a meditation. Mm-hmm. It's under 10 minutes. You do each one as as much as you want Mm -hmm. and it's going to change the energy inside because it's filled with loving energy and play with it. Absolutely. Dr. Lynn Morell, thank you so much for being here, for sharing yourself, sharing your joy. Uh, And it's just beautiful. Thank you so much. And everybody join the joy movement. Join the joy movement. Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. And my goodness, there are you know, new platforms, it seems, every day that you can listen to, plat- to uh, podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening to us today, please leave us a review because that helps more people access the wisdom and it helps to transform the world. For more about fast-tracking your ideas to creation and revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com. That's B-A-C-A. Take the quiz and find out your creative innovator style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. <laughs>